what was the family going to do? How long were they going to keep this going for? You know, he was like falling in love with this girl. Right. That he was tutoring. And they were like bringing fake yeah. actors. Yeah. To like what? Family. And like, really, were you going to take it that far? Yeah. And it's like, I don't think people like him and this family were thinking that far ahead. You know? Because they couldn't afford to. Exactly. So it's like. They're too busy trying to scrape out a living. And they were too busy trying to figure out where their next meal was going to come from. Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn, folks. John here. I took a small break from the show, but I'm happy to report I'm back and that I have some fun stuff in the works for everyone. This week's episode covers the recent Best Picture winner, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. My friend Erica is my guest, and this chat was great. There's a lot to unpack in this film, and I don't want to hold that up. If you like what you hear and you dig this episode, go follow us at BSP Film Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Spoilers ahead, so fair warning. So grab some peaches or make some Ramdan, and let's talk Parasite. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They call it a shark, not the shark. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. We're tonight's entertainment. This some serious gourmet showtime. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. Hey, you? You gotta do something or just stand there and bleed. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Here's Johnny. Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. My friend Erica is back once again. Yeah. And now we're going to talk some Parasite. Oh my god, I fucking love this movie. Let's talk about it. You want me here for hours? How many hours do you want me here? Let's dial it into about 15 minutes. <laughs> Can we do that for, for us? Absolutely not. Okay. All right. What's not... I'm obsessed with this movie. You know I'm obsessed with this movie. This movie ties the record for how many times I've seen a film in theaters. Which is? How many times? Mm-hmm. I saw it three times in theaters. Do you what? know what the other film Titanic. is? Titanic. No, but good guess. I was seven when Titanic came out. Thank oh. you very much. Uh, no, I have no idea then. <laughs> Along those same lines. Don't do this to me. I'll, do you want to guess? No. Oh. This is not a game I want to play. <laughs> the Notebook. Oh. 14-year-old Erica thought The Notebook was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, I'm glad that both Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams have moved on to better things. Since... Yeah, it's a good film. I mean, it was okay. I mean, I know. But when I was 14, I thought it was, like, the best love story ever. I mean... So a lot of girls my age, when we were growing up, they loved um, uh, Ever After. That was like that. I don't think I've ever seen that. So, again, it's okay. Is that Drew Barrymore? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. But you're old, so like that was before my time. Right. <laughs> like, I think movies just started turning into color. Yeah. Like, right. Right, you know, yeah. Yeah. Digital cameras were a thing. I mean, I can't tell you. I'll tell you one time later on about when they started slicing bread. <laughs> so amazing. 
like mind blown <laughs> anyway so parasite <laughs> parasite uh i fucking love this movie i go ahead no i was gonna say that um the first movie i ever saw by what's his how you say his name bong joon ho bong joon ho was snowpiercer mm-hmm. have you seen snowpiercer it's on my netflix queue it's so good yeah like forget chris evans as captain america and while he's good as Captain America, he's really good in Snowpiercer. Yeah. Not too bad to look at either. I mean. He's very handsome. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him props, man. Yeah. He's, he's a good looking thing to look at. Um, <laughs> thing to look at. But no, so as far as like directing, as directors go, Bong Joon-ho has <laughs> got a great eye. What is this? It's still an understatement. And the, what's so great about Parasite, um, among the many things it's got going forward is mm-hmm. its direction and the blocking perfect yeah. it's it is perfect i don't think it's perfect it's perfect so but Ta- i'm gonna die on a lot of hills with this one because i am so obsessed with this film why don't you think it's perfect um uh it's just see it's hard to say because it, it's not no movie is free from criticism. Right. I don't. And I don't believe except, it's a, except for Paris. <laughs> I don't believe it's a bad film at all. I think it's a. I think it's a fantastic film. It's great. Okay. Um. Do we, we want to jump on this one now? You seem really, really offended. I am. You know, I'm offended because we. Why? I want to know why. So I'm. I don't want to spoil my rating for it. I'm not going to. Okay. Let's talk about how great it is. Yeah. Because it's fantastic. It's. And I'm going to Amazing. preface this, everyone listening, that I don't. I'm going to like reference the characters by, like, what they do more than their names because I don't yeah, remember everyone's. I know it's hard. It's just I'm just not really great with. Well, and it's I'd rather just do that than fumbling over it the whole episode. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but I like well, I but love the parallels. Go ahead. We can refer to them as like their Americanized names that they were given because Kevin Jessica. Oh, you're, fair enough. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Dad and the mom, what were they called? You just call them dad and mom and then Mr. Part. What was the, um, what was their Americanized names? Anyways, continue. I'm going to look it up really quick and see if it's here. So th- there's a lot of um, uh, reference points and through points that threaded throughout this whole film, which I really appreciate. I like when things circle back. And I think, like, when things get tied up nicely. And this film does it in spades. And, you know, it's it's great feeling of, like I said, the blocking, like, the, the sense of claustrophobia in, you know. we have, the, same, the, the plot is this. If you don't know the, about the plot, we, everyone should know about the plot if they're listening to this podcast. I assume they've seen the movie. Yeah, major spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the film. So, Go fucking watch it. So this poor family in Korea, essentially the plot is... They work their way into working for a very rich family in Korea, and things unravel very rapidly in the back half of the film at the one-hour pivot. And it's very it, it really ramps up the tension, but it's also very funny, and like it's so, 
it's so many people when this started getting the hype around it which at that point i had already been talking about this not to like toot my own fucking horn but toot toot because i'd been talking about this film way before the hype came around it um because i knew when it won the palm d'or or however you say it palm d'or whatever um my baltimore accent um that's what i'll blame it on um that was in what may of last year of 2019 yeah so it's been out for a minute yeah so but it didn't come to it didn't come out in the united states until october because that's when i saw it Mm -hmm. because i'd been like waiting and waiting because i'd heard so much hype around it whatever um where was i going with this oh and so many people had said to me well what's it about and then especially oh my god there were so many people that when it won the Oscar, and because I had been freaking out about it, and again I had been talking about it way before that, people were like, "But like you know, people that hadn't seen it were texting me or whatever, like, well, well, but what's it about?" And I'm like, "Go into it cold. First of all, that's the best way to go into it. Second of all, like I can't even tell you what it's about." And I and I kept saying to them like, in the previews, like I would send them the trailer or whatever, but I'd say. All I can tell you about it's about two Korean families that are from completely different sides of of the world culturally. And the best, you know how like with movie trailers, they'll show like quotes from like reviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the best thing I saw, and then this is what I would say to people, I would say the quote is the best way to describe it, this is all you need to know going into it, is that you think Parasite is about one thing and it ends up being about something completely different. That's a fair assessment um, for enticing a viewer for this movie because there's so much that happens throughout the course of this movie that yeah. it, kind of, it prepares you for it. But it's so funny um, to even think about like um, – uh, there's a part in the trailer where they show, and obviously we'll get here, where they show the chopping of the meat, remember? Yep. And it's like, it's it's to this music, and it's really suspenseful, and it's all these things, right? And you're like, okay, she's chopping meat, like she's cooking dinner or whatever. You don't realize that is like probably the most suspenseful moment of the film. Right. Um, <clears throat> okay. This movie starts, we have this family... They're they are very poor. Uh, they can't even fold pizza boxes right, apparently, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And um, mm, yes, and you know, immediately we get drawn into like they're looking for Wi-Fi and like they're still like trying to like latch onto this, uh, uh, you know, relevancy to the times they're living in. With they have mobile phones and. But I think it's really claustrophobic. It's very yeah. tight, and it, it makes you uncomfortable because well, you're dealing with their station in life, which is very low. They're in the slums. They're like they're literally below, below ground. ground. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to st- you're gonna have to stop me from talking about every single shot in this film because you know how I feel about it. But uh, don't give me that look. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. I and again, spoiler alert. I love when films can perfectly bookend visually with like it starts the same way it ends mm-hmm. you know and they do that shot where it comes down you can see which is what i was saying that it's yeah it 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 closes the loop yeah very well and it's a movie this is this movie is rewarding because every time it, and i love rewarding movies mm-hmm. where you always find 
something new with each viewing. Yes. And like, again, my the pinnacle film of mine that does this, that gives this treatment to me is Hot Fuzz. Because mm. they throw in so many small things. Like I've watched Hot Fuzz I don't. I, I don't have a, a metric stored of how many times I've seen what film, but I know I've seen Hot Fuzz upward of forty times. Okay. And I know every time I've seen it, either I've showed it to somebody or I've just watched it. I played it for my students in class, mm-hmm. or I'll just put it on because I just fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. I will always, always find something new. Every single time. You every watch. single time I see the blocking, I see I hear something in the writing. <coughs> something in the set design um a small subtlety and the stuff that even imdb trivia won't catch sure because there's so much they put into it sure and so back to parasite parasite does this to me yeah. too yeah yeah and how many times have you seen parasite now twice. only twice and even again so i watched i went in this movie cold i you know you gave me the same explanation Going in, like, it's mm-hmm. not what you think it's going to be about this, but then the other shoe drops. I, I didn't even watch the trailer. I watched no uh, no press for it, I, nothing for it. Um, and I loved it when I, when I watched it. And I watched it again, and I was like, whoa. Everything made so much more. Like, and, but now my eye was looking for it. Sure. It wasn't because I was going to do an episode with you about it. It's because I, I knew that there was setup and payoff that I didn't even notice until yep. I had to see it again. Yep. It, you know, and I don't want to, well, like I want to spoil stuff, but I mean, we're already talking about it. But like yeah. the blinking lights. It's so good. Um, um, the, uh, uh, oh man, I just wrote this down. I know. I really the, wish the, I the, would have taken some notes for this one, but you know, like you can argue. Like I also even say the stone that his friend Min brings over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so metaphorical. It, it's so metaphorical. <laughs> that's what that's what the mom says, right? They all say it. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like it's the audience. It's like us. It's them kind of teasing us a little bit because we're mm-hmm. gonna say those things anyway. And I think it's, that's once that's some of the under-threaded humor. Because I think Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho, mm-hmm. he's kind of playing with us. Absolutely. And well, go ahead. Oh, I, I just cut you off. so no, like, so I'm I'm uh, ignorant to a lot of Korean sensibilities because I'm not Korean. I've never even been there. Sure. Um, but I'm still a human, and I I think most people can pick up on things that that's our universal, and that's the class struggle, and that's uh, family dynamics. Yeah. And things that 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 get played with heavily, um, you know, knowing where your place is. Yeah. And uh, well, it's so funny too because you know, with everyone obviously being quarantined and everything, and we're seeing all these celebrity homes, right, on the internet. I saw this on Twitter too. Yeah, and so many people are realizing how many celebrity homes look like the home from Parasite and they're jokingly saying like dude check your basement or oh my god you know J-Lo needs to check her basement or whatever and I'm like mm, it's almost like Bong Joon-ho knew what he was doing when he made the set design for the Parks' home um, can we just talk about that home real quick I love that house I know it's awesome I know it's all set mm-hmm. it, was, it was built for the movie so yeah. was the slums 
Yeah, which um, is really interesting because even Korean people um, thought that was shot on location because actually Bong Joon-ho Bong Joon and the set designers and everything had actually gone to the slums of Korea and taken parts from rundown businesses, places that had been abandoned, and made that part of the set design. Yeah, they definitely did their homework. Oh, um, for sure. When you know this whole story is like kind of – I don't want to say based on on his life or his story, but he had a, tutored a rich family. I did not know that. Did you, did no, you not know that? No. Yeah, he had tutored a rich family and thought about doing this, thought about getting all of his friends in on working with this family, but then he ended up getting fired because he, like, wasn't actually tutoring the child. He was just, like, having, like, conversations with him about... I'll send, <laughs> I'll send you the... Story? The, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so this is kind of like so that's where he got the idea for the story. Do you think? Um, I don't know. How, do you want to approach this like beat for beat, like we've done? I usually do with my episodes. Or you want to like just hit on certain points that are really poignant to you, because you know I'm blessed when popcorn in the show. My guests will pick. Typically, will pick the the movie, and it's a very it's very important to me that my guest gets to talk about why they pick this movie and what parts of this, of this movie hold so much endearment to you and i know this movie is very important to you yeah and it's a very good film and i'm glad we're, we're discussing it so i want to make sure if you know there's certain parts that you feel you know well there's certain parts that i feel in this movie that are very very to me are more important or or held my captive attention more mm-hmm. and once i give like that i feel like give the biggest payoff a lot of that you know i'm a i'm a, I'm a blocking guy I love framing. Yeah. I, it's Yeah, me too. It's such a psychological uh, uh, power move that your your average audience is going to just maybe not get right away because they're not, you know, they're not they're not, <clears throat> they're not looking for it. Mm-hmm. And they and by the time it, it's already happening is already too late. Mm-hmm. And um, that's done throughout this film so beautifully. And um, Can you give me an example of what you're thinking okay. of? Okay. Under the table. When they're hiding under the table. Yeah. They're in the slums again. Mm-hmm. That is... It's and brilliant. It, yeah. It's brilliant. What you're saying when they're hiding under the table after the families come home in yes. the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That... It's... Oh, they're it's, claustrophobic. They're it, they're confined. But see, they're... it's so subtle. You don't think about it until right. it hits you like, oh, shit. You know? Uh-huh. And... Um, oh, man. I could just... Yeah, there's the, so the, many things. The layers, you know... I had friends text me, I, outside friends, outside friends, but, you know, people that haven't seen it yet, but they're, they're, they told me, because a lot of my friends who know I run the podcast have asked me, hey, man, are you going to do Parasite? I've actually had another person who's a future guest of mine. He hasn't been on the show yet, but he wants to be. He came to me like, hey, man, can we talk about Parasite? <laughs> like, I, I, I claim that really, Yeah, yeah you were, really. It was already spoken for him. I'm like, I'm like, sorry, man. I already got someone lined up for that one. I was like, oh, man, it's such a good movie. And. I had other friends text me, or one person was, like, live texting me as he was watching it. Mm-hmm. And this other girl friend of mine, she was also, like, she had texted me every so, every couple beats of the movie, like, oh, this, oh, what the fuck, and da da da, da. So I think part of that is, one, is just a good movie. Mm-hmm. But, two, there's an expectation when you have a movie that, that hits so many wickets with people that um, – any movie that wins a lot of awards has a lot of buzz and hype. It's going to get talked about. Mm-hmm. 
because people want to know what the it's what's relevant. Yeah. Why is Parasite relevant? Right. And, you know, it, it, I think not because it came out at this time or that time, but because it's got a lot of universal connections to people. Like I was saying earlier, you know, I'm not Korean. Yeah. But I can relate and identify with almost all the characters here it, it's and, in one way or the other. Well, and he did that purposely, right? Like every person, whether you're American, Korean, Japanese, Australia, it doesn't matter where you're from. Everyone in the world can relate to this film. That's why it's so brilliant. But I think the thing about this film, too, that we I, I obviously we've alluded to it, but it's not in English. And I think this is another reason why I'm so obsessed with this film is because it's opened people's eyes up to so many different possibilities with that get ignored because of foreign films because they're foreign and they're subtitled and they're not in English. Um, so many people have missed out on this film because of that. And then after it won the award, I think, you know, that kind of changed and I hope it continues to change. And I don't know about you, but I'm someone who, um, like, yeah, I consider myself a cinephile and I have for a while now, but totally. I Me didn't, re- I didn't realize <clears throat> how much I was missing in foreign films until I started, I, I had seen foreign films in undergrad, yeah. but I didn't really, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't really look forward to them because it was like, it was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have to read subtitles. Like, okay. You know? Um, but realizing how many great films are out there that are not in English. Like, I'm just so glad that this, I mean, this is, it's so, it's it really is such a big deal. It's so historical that this won the Oscar. You know, so it's funny. I was watching a. Uh, I like watching YouTube reviews. Yeah. Um, cause I, you know I like I respect professional critics. Sure. Um, because they have they have a big understanding of film. Yeah. So critics are important because sometimes they'll understand the craft sometimes more than the artist will. Yeah. Um, that's not. A, or in a different way. Yeah, so the, so they've seen the many representations of this art form, and they can speak to it, and they know not what will looks right or wrong, but looks what it could be juxtaposed against, and how it can relate to an audience. But also, I like these YouTube critics because they're more every man, every woman mm-hmm. types that can give like honestly, hey, you know, I'm just Joe Schmo off the street, and mm-hmm. I really also connected with this film. And that gives the movie more power and, and resonates better and more it gives it more street cred because it's not just some what quotes snobby cr- critic in some lofty studio yeah. apartment and his little typewriter like oh well this film is so great or so mm-hmm. bad because of what and it's not like that it's 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 this every person a buddy down the road from me he saw this movie and he liked it you know it's mm-hmm. that kind of a critic so or what I loved about this. T- well, ahead, well what I'm getting, what the, I'm trying to get to the point here. I also speak a lot to get, you know, I, I go, what is it? I go around the moon and scratch my elbow sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, a buddy of mine told that to me recently. I just can't let that one go. That's a good one. Um, the comment on his channel, top comment was, this was dated before the Oscars came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Was, this is going to win the best foreign language Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, but that's the, but you make, that's, ties to your point no one assumed it could be a mm-hmm. contender for best picture right and people some people like may not agree with the oscars oh it's political or yeah. it's or they get bought or they, yeah whatever you however you feel about it when a certain film wins a certain award it does mean something absolutely and 
the fact that a foreign language film won Best Picture. At the Oscars. At the, not the BAFTAs, the Academy Awards, um, says, a, it, it sends a huge message. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when, like, Denzel and Halle Berry won their respective, the same year for Monsters, or Training Day and Monsters Ball. Mm-hmm. You know, African Americans, I mean, Hattie McDaniel won for Gone with the Wind in the 40s, but, you know, little milestones mean something. Absolutely. And, and... When Catherine Bigelow won Best Director. Yeah. A woman winning Best... At yeah. The f- fifth, five times a woman's ever been nominated. Yep. They're five for one, or one for five. So this is a milestone. It's important. And cause I, I've had friends. I've had movie friends that are like movie people too. And casual movie friends that just will... They refuse to watch foreign language films because like, I just don't want to read the whole movie. Mm. Like... And I'm like, you, when have you done this? Yeah. Tell me the time that you've done this where you couldn't get to the film. Because if the film is good, it, it won't matter. Right. It will not matter. I remember one of my friends, and honestly, like, I couldn't even respond to her text because she was like, Ugh, but, like, the subtitles, like, I just, like, I'm a slow reader. And, I'm, and I was like, I can't even, I'm not even going to entertain discussing this with you because... You, I, I just feel like it's just such a selfish thing. I feel like <clears throat> when I'm watching a foreign film, I'm more engaged when it's... Right, because, like, people are so cavalier to just check their fucking phone yeah. when they're watching a movie. And I get so pissed off when I try yeah. to show films to people yeah. that are like, great, and then they on their, they're on their phone... And then, like... I'm like, you're missing something. They'll tune in 10 minutes later. Oh, well, why did they do this? I'm like, yeah, uh, you, fuck well, you, man. Yeah, Pay attention. Right, I'm not going right. to stop every five minutes because yes. you explain shit. Anyway. No, I'm I... I'm getting I, pissed I, off. <laughs> but, I get the same way. But, like, so... Anyway. So, point being, this sent, sent a message that, you know, what's, what's next in my queue is a Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <gasps> That's on... I was going to suggest that... Hulu. It's on Hulu. I was going to suggest that to you after this was done, like, all yeah, there. Yeah, I heard it was really good. It's so... John, it's so good. So I, I got it's, And it. it's beautiful. Like, in... It, like, the trailer looked look amazing. So that was another one that I had been waiting for a really long time for it to finally make it to the, to the U.S. And it was actually one of the... the it was the last... Okay, so I saw Rope in theaters before everything shut down um, because mm-hmm. they were doing the revival. But Portrait of a Lady on Fire was the last film that I... Like newly released film that I saw in theaters, because um, I've been waiting forever for it to finally, and I had to go see it. And have you ever been to the Charles in the city, the theater, the Charles? No, no. Oh my gosh, it's really good. Yeah, it's a it's a little indie theater. Like you know, they only show like they show a lot. Like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, like that was the only place it was showing around here. Oh, like because <clears throat> it wasn't showing at like Arundel Mills or any of those like normal theaters. It was only showing at the Charles. Like I remember, I was trying to see the Lighthouse. Yeah, it and... played a. It, I missed the Lighthouse too, and it was at the Charles. Yeah, I saw it eventually, but yeah, I saw it on uh, Amazon. But I saw it on Hulu or uh, Vudu. Anyway, so yeah. well, that's good. It's good to know. Um, so, but anyway, back to Parasite. So, um, so this movie. There's a, um, how do you call it? There's a, uh, um, a theme running through this film that, like I was talking about earlier, about knowing your place. 
and I wonder if it if it's if if the payoff here the message here is like we all do have a place you know because I, the whole time with the the parasite family if you will what's I don't know their names um, the the infiltrators mm-hmm. like Kevin Jessica and the mom and dad it's like it, are are we being told that these people have to be where they're at. They have to be from the slums. They have to be poor. They have to, and there has to be people that they have to latch on to. Is that is is that the theme of this movie? Is that humans are natural parasitic, naturally parasitic to each other? You know, and that's because there's no middle class in this family. And that's again, that's one of the small critiques I have with it. Is you know, it's it, it's there's it, no it, middle it, class family representation in this film is that right. what you're saying yes okay. there's no um so because is there really a middle class like when you think about it yes okay i i completely believe that okay um again i don't know about korea but i assume that there is okay there's gotta be someone in the middle but i think the point here is that whether you're middle class or you're from the slums middle class and and the slums might as well be the same thing because you're never going to be the park family right and okay but that's my point though is do we have to be sent like do we have to be sentenced to a class is it because the, is it because that's how the world is is that and is it and if that's the case are we sentenced to always feed off of each other the way and how, because you know the, the 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 layers of I know am I hitting you with some stuff right now? Because <laughs> parasite we had the upper class, the Park family, and then we have the infiltrators, Jessica and all them. And then we also have um the guy in the basement. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, are the Parks middle class then? I mean, I'm sorry, not the Parks. Um, the infiltrate the infiltrator family because you think they're the lowest but then you realize there's there's someone even lower you know what i mean i mean kind of i mean i i think they're at the same level okay they're both parasites and it is ones they're they are just latching that different teats if you will of the park family and you know, in, in the cyclical way, the dad takes takes over his place in the basement, mm-hmm. and you know what? He's finally living in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were they were joking at the dinner when the the park family goes camping about living in the house mm-hmm. and this is our house. Well, he ends up that ends up being his house. Mm-hmm. Oh, this fucking movie! I know it's so good. <laughs> I could literally talk about this film forever. I mean. So, okay. It's a very sneaky way how first the son gets the tutor job, then the daughter gets the art job, and then dad gets the driver job, and the mom gets the old housekeeper's job. And I I, I do like it's another critique that I've read and I kinda I don't I, I can understand it, I don't maybe agree with it, was like how do they all kind of just so conveniently pull off a, a, a convincing, conniving job. You know, um, 
because there's lots of you see them rehearsing and you see them sure. like practicing their 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 facades and i i buy it i do buy it mm-hmm. you know and I, in a way i saw another comment uh, my man tweet i'm not sure it was like at one point in this film i didn't know which family i was rooting for mm-hmm. because but you, i think go ahead. so you're you're saying like how do they pull it off they set that up that the mother is so naive right they they she's simple she's yes. Si- yes and they set that up and they um you know show us that and tell us that and they show us and tell us that that the father is you know mr parks he's he's the the breadwinner he doesn't have time to deal with hiring and firing people mm-hmm. right so your question of how do they pull it off she's naive she'll believe anything right yeah because because why wouldn't she but they had to keep it up and yeah. you know and you see them kind of like but have, have, but, it's but, a balancing act they have to, especially when they but get isn't their whole life that yes they've been they've been pulling it off and getting by by the string of their teeth their whole life true true i, I i'm not like i was saying i'm not saying it's right or wrong no, i'm no, saying no, like it's yeah you know a critique of the film was like it's it i think for a plot convenience it works out that she's simple, so they can work around. They well, can kind of pull that to their advantage. But I'm also going to – I think I see where you're going, trying to go with this. Okay. But I'm going to go I think, go there first. She's naive because she can, she's, she can afford exactly. to be naive. Yes. And I totally get that too. Um, and here's, here's the thing where, like, the rooting for which family I, – I don't have a – a dog in the fight because I just see it's just people trying to live and I feel like the Park family it's not their fault that they're well off I don't blame them I don't I don't give them crap because they have money because remember she's like she's always taking naps and stuff mm-hmm. and I thought to myself like it's because she has nothing else to do like right. She can afford to just take a She's nap bored. whenever she Yeah. She can just afford to take a nap whenever she wants. Like think like I feel like that again is such a subtle thing that he included in there was her like always like dozing off or sleeping or this or that. And you think because people who don't have anything else to do other than be at home and take naps are the privileged people because I feel like people that are always working, trying to get by, they don't have time to sleep, right? And I think that's just such like a subtle thing that he included in there. And I'm thinking you were paying attention to that in a way that like something's going on with her. She's so tired all the time. And I was just thinking like he doesn't realize this, but it's because she has fucking nothing else to do. Yeah. And again, that that's the privilege of of repeat viewing right? where you, where you can – really understand that you know and then like so she buys asks her husband to buy her drugs probably just to feel something i mean i know i guess drugs can you mean when they're like messing around when they're yeah they're fooling around the couch yeah um you know so my point being it's like do i feel sorry for the park family because they're getting taken advantage of kind of mm-hmm I mean, cause, cause, all, because, that... Mr. well, Mr. Park, you can tell he works his ass off. Yeah. So he's, I would say he has, he's earned the privilege he, privileges he can afford for his family. 
to have a dryer and a housekeeper and a tutor and another tutor. Like, I'm not going to fault the man for having money. Like, But that's, I mean, think about, think about our society, right? Like, think about, like, the Kardashians. They have so much money they don't even know what to do with, right? So, like... Do you feel do you feel the same way about like the these capitalistic people? Do you feel the same way so, about them? No, because no. But what's the and difference? I, so hang on. Okay. I'll keep it in the pocket of Okay. Of the context of the story. Okay. Okay. So in the context of the story, the wealthy family represented is represented by a man who works hard. He's working hard. Not to suggest that the other family doesn't work hard. Sorry, really quick though, why do you why do you I don't disagree with you that like okay he's a hard worker but like when how do you see him working hard only you only see him the one time when when he, okay okay so okay everything has meaning sure so we had to see you know when he go, when the dad goes to get hired by Mr Park mm-hmm. okay we had to see him in his element you know he's yeah. always busy he's always working okay what are the payoffs if so everything has meaning we had to see him work apparently. We had to see where this wealth is coming from. Okay. Okay. So he's in a he's in a boardroom meeting and he's a he's or he's in a project meeting with his team. Yeah. And they're moving around ideas and you don't really know what they're talking about, yeah. but you know it's it the whole outside of that little boardroom, like like the bullpen of that area where where the dad's waiting to get to talk to him, very busy, very frantic. So high pressure job, lots on the table. It's probably a very profitable tech tech company or something or a gaming company. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're showing just enough to know that he's busy. Okay. We're showing just enough to know that he's a, he leads a company in some capacity. And that alludes to, because he works hard, this is what the profits he's earned has enabled him to live in a, a, a life of privilege or one that he can provide for the, his family as the breadwinner. He works enough to where his wife does not need to work. Yeah. And he can have outside help to help her raise the children or tutor English or help, you know, calm down what Desu or Desong, the, the little boy. Little boys just have a lot of energy. So someone to kind of help rate, reel him in. So <clears throat> because we, we get to show that little bit, that's what we're supposed to see, I feel. So because we see that he works, I don't feel like, you know, so to your question about people who are capitalist and, you know, okay, if it's someone who just is a mooch who happened to have a wealthy f- parent, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's you know, Kardashians, I think, weren't the best example to use because they're, they're headline chasing, you know, in a way, or the ch- headlines chase them. Oh, they are doing this, and they're partying, and they're buying a new thing. They're, like, the parks, they're just a simple family. He works, he brings some money, you know, the only time you really see them have like a life outside of the house is when is at the birthday party at the end at the end of the movie. You know, it's not like they're always like, you know, hosting dinner parties and exploiting their wealth. You know. Yeah, I think my argument to to what I I think I see what you're trying to say, but my thing is I think the point that Bong Joon Ho is trying to make here is that hard work is hard work and the difference between the Park family and the Parasite family, right, is 
opportunity. So, and that's with every family is, is what you're born into, right? We can assume that the Park family was born into upper-class situations anyways. And the Parasite family is not because think about like back to your you know you were talking earlier about like the the um pizza boxes Mm -hmm. the father is working really hard there he's trying to be the fastest he's trying to learn from that youtube video of that woman and how fast she was putting the pizza boxes together He's, he's unfazed by the the um fumes of the Bug 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 spray that comes in. He is focused. He wants to be that breadwinner for his family, right? Right. And the difference in Mr. Park and him is the opportunity they've been given in life. And because the Parasite family was born into the slums and because, assumingly, the Park family, we don't know their history. We don't know either of the history of these families. But we know that... Well, we do know... The only thing we do know is that he did try to run a business and it failed. Right. Probably because of opportunity. He didn't have the same opportunities that Mr. Park had. Perhaps. It's assumed. You you can entertain both ways. Either either opportunity just like it didn't work out or or, uh, what'd you say? Like, you know, because it could have been a profitable business. You know, again, opportunity. All I'm trying to say, I'm not saying that the Parasite family aren't hardworking. Yeah. They had to work hard. All of them, because that's how they put food on the table mm-hmm. and keep a roof over their head. Or don't put food on the table. So, I don't want you to misconstrue, misconstrue that because I'm saying like the old fa- argument fallacies that because of that, because of this, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not against the fact that the Park family has money. Right. I. I you know, like people are like, oh, they're they'll eat the rich, they're too wealthy. And like, okay, perhaps, yeah, yeah, I guess. But the, from what we're shown about this family, you don't dislike them, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. They they do nothing wrong. Yeah, they're they just happen. Well, and also like they're providing um, a salary to these people, right? Yeah. Like they're they're. Yeah, it's it's complicated because it, yeah, you don't hate them, but I would argue that when they start, they're not shitty people. No, no, not at all. But I mean, I guess, and it's kind of again like this is the bit of melodrama that I didn't really like. I was like, okay, was the smelling? I knew you were gonna say that at I the knew at the gonna... end. Like I okay, the little boy picking up on it early in the middle of the film. About how they all smell the same. Okay. Like, okay. Like a little boy, a child could pick up on that kind of stuff and like, and say it like casually, not even think about there's a connection there. But I think, I think they all pick up on it, but the little boy's the only one that's going to say anything. Right. Yeah, because of a, that. No filter. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, and so I guess towards the end, they, they paint the picture of like, they kind of paint this, um, they try to like carve out this lane where it becomes acceptable for the dad to stab Mr. Park because he offended him because he smells like he's poor mm-hmm. at the end, like he's grossed out by him. Yeah. I th- and I think that was a little bit of a reach. That's again a critique I have. I was like, really, dude? Like all this, all this, all this mayhem, and you're gonna be worried about a smell? I think it was just put in there to trigger the parasite dad to 
go ape shit and stab him. Right. Well, because it had been remember because he hears him talking about it when he's under the table too. True. I mean, so it was it was building to that. Yeah, it built up to it a lot, but I I don't think it's that. It's not the smell. You think it's the smell. It's not really the smell. It's I'm better than you. Yes. So, yeah. So, again, I think that was that, put in there. In that moment when when everything's on the line in that moment, there's some, some crazy man that's come and stabbed your son's tutor. Your son is having a, a um, seizure or whatever. And your main concern is, first of all, fuck the fuck the the poor girl who's my son's tutor who's been stabbed right mr park essentially saying this yes all i need is the fucking keys because all i worry about is my child who's having a seizure and with all that on in that moment being on the line and the fact that the smell not only of of the parasite family but of the intruder Mm -hmm. is all you can like the smell's really that important at that point yeah. It's really not the smell. It's yes, the smell is the the trope, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not really the smell. It's that still my I'm better than you. My family's more important than you. I mean, okay. Yes. And I feel like that like a man to man thing like a man's got to protect his own family. Mhm. So I see but where they both are coming from. Mhm. Um but I also see how it's the setup is Mr. Parks up here and like toss me the keys. Yeah, that that poor girl, because he doesn't know that they're related. No, but so, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that she's not my family. She's not worthy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, also, it's not that. She, so it, it, it's, it tries to have it both ways here where it's like I want to put myself up as a rich guy on a pedestal. But I, I more see it. I, I see where it's trying to bridge that there. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I feel more strongly teeter towards the. It's my. It, it is my son. It's my child. I want to care about. You know, I don't care. Nowhere like me personally, John. I don't care nearly about anyone else's kid. If my kid's on the line, like sure. Fuck your kid. I don't care about your kid. My kid's in danger. Sure. Like your kid's in danger too. Well, tough shit. You deal with your kid. Like, at the end of the day, like, you ask any parent. Of course. So it's, so that's what, why, as a parent, I kind of like, well, I'm going to lean more towards that yeah, line of thought. Yes, but. But they, I, I get they paint the picture that it's like, it's an elitist, I'm better than you, therefore I'm because more Because that, that action of him holding his nose in that moment. Yes. That's what, that's why it's so heavy and meaningful there. Again, and that's, it's like. Uh, it, I. That's a critique I have. I'm like, that's. It was too melodramatic for me. Really? It was. Okay. I mean, I, I get it. I do get it. And I get that's that that's the straw that broke the camel's back, for for the parasite. Dad. Right. I I understand where they're going with mm-hmm. it, and it works. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying it's also I don't like it as much as the rest of the film. So, what's next? I mean, there's so many things I could talk about with it. I kind of like the angle we're taking with this because 
it's really if we went through it shot by shot and the things that I love about this it's just gonna be me going oh my god I love this I love this I love this part I love that part so I like that we're just talking about themes more I think this is a more interesting way to approach it because I think probably every other podcast that's talked about Parasite has talked about the all the amazing things with it with you know like this shot that shot or you know like you said like the lights and those those things so we can talk about those things until the end of day but I mean as the day is long um but also so let's talk about shots then Mm -hmm. because I know your favorite shot is the pan it's like da 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 Chicago Mm -hmm. little bit that she does Jessica yes Yes. and it cuts to to yeah. her hitting the doorbell. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's a good little shot. That, that that was fun to watch. It's so good. It's so, and that's another one that I think is so meaningful and has so much weight to it, but is so subtle. Like, and this is my argument with that shot. Why I think it's perfect is because. Whether you realize it or not, that's the shot that is like, okay, we're we're in like that little bit of movement. That that didn't that and again that goes back to this is an amazing director. Because it could have just been a wide, you know, they could have just stayed on it and showed her ring the doorbell, but the fact that it was there and then it just that little bit of movement mm-hmm. that cues the audience in that all right, we're we're going in. They're committed to it. We're committed, we're we're with we're in on this now. Like, buckle up. We're along for the ride. Like, the ride has started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's why I love that shot, because I just think there's so much behind that. There's so much with that. Um, so, I, I want to jump to the one-hour pivot. Yes. But, but, but before we do that, I want to go over a few more shots. So. Can I tell you a shot that I love that I think gets. Absolutely. Um, is when the the son has gone to meet the family the first time right and and the maid the original maid lets lets him in mm-hmm. and he's like oh this is such a nice house and she's like yeah uh, and i love that she just says like oh, i don't live here i'm i'm you know she's like i'm the help right right and i love when she like she brings him into the house she jumps up she gets the arrow off the you know because he's the little boy's playing with the bow and arrow and um and you know Kevin, that's when he gets his name, Kevin, and is talking to the mom, and they sit down, and all of a sudden, the little boy shoots the arrow, and the mom's, like, freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and then the maid starts playing with the son, and Kevin and the mom are still talking, right? And the maid is playing with the son, right? She's playing with bow and arrows. He's got the headdress on and everything, and you can see her, the maid, in the background, chasing the little boy mm-hmm. with the um mm-hmm. thing and you're like that is the end of the fi-. like that's yeah that is the scene playing out behind <laughs> us yep. and you just think it's okay she's just playing with him whatever yeah. and then that it's telegraphing the end for sure yeah it's like oh the, see that's one of those like for me that was um just like the lights right mm-hmm when you realize the lights aren't when you come um, back to it motion. again yeah the second time i'm like oh my god like that's foreshadowing the the murder at the end and it's literally she's chasing the little boy in the headdress and it's her husband who's chasing the people in the headdress at the end you know it's just it's yes. just perfect it's perfect so there's 
so there's a, a, a theme of shots and one shot in particular I want to talk about next. Okay. So and this ties into the one-hour pivot, this, the theme of shots, is um, beforehand um, the blocking and staging is very symmetrical. Yeah. It's, it's, it's controlled. Mm-hmm. It's stable. Life's okay. It's not until we get more towards the back half of the film definitely at the end it gets more handheld maybe not handheld but it's more fluid okay and because everything's kind of getting get, become knocked loose a little bit it's not steady anymore it's not stable anymore mm-hmm. it's not stable for anyone um except for the shots of the, the park family towards the end because mm-hmm. for them everything is still okay mm-hmm. but with the family it's very loosey-goosey mm-hmm. especially when they're navigating with the uh the family underground, mm-hmm. the maid, the old, the old maid and her husband. Um, but one shot, it's very quick. This is in the very beginning of the film when he goes to the tutor job for the first time. I, I did. I caught it the second time. And I'm like, that is important. Why is it important? And I thought about it. I want to ask you. Okay. When he goes to leave. Kevin. Kevin. Uh-huh. She goes to pay him. She had counts money. Puts in the envelope, takes it out, takes my puts him puts him away. She pays him a little bit less. Did you see that shot? It's very quick, but it's in there for a reason. Okay. The mom, when she goes to pay Kevin. Yeah. You know, you don't see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are in, on that shot because it's there for a reason. It's like she's going to pay him so much, and then she decides to take a little bit back. I'm confused though because she tells him, "I I paid you um, her his friend who um, re- referenced him." Yeah, and then a little more for inflation. But she takes the money away. She's going to give him a. She was going to give him a set amount of cash she had in her hand, and she okay. had it ready primed in the envelope. Okay. She took it out and she counted it, and she took she puts them away. Okay. And I'm wondering why she did that. It, it's it's a very quick scene. It's I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm trying to think. Okay, what are you getting at? What's I'm getting qu- I'm I'm getting at like, is it a layer of trust, or is it a, a layer of uncertainty about the tutor, or is it a layer of her, layer of her being stingy, or I don't know. And that's the, I'm trying to crack the code on that shot because that shot I I feel the value and the weight behind it. But it was never explained, and it's driving me nuts. Um, I don't feel like I'm reaching for something that's not there. I don't think okay. I'm grasping for, for straws. I think that shot has a lot of weight to it, and I can't crack the code on what it is. You mean why they show that much money in the envelope, and then her taking – I'm trying to remember her taking some of it away. I don't remember that. So I, I actually wrote that down. Really? I really did. So I wrote, I started to write a few notes on this thing, uh-huh. and then I, I, I stopped. So uh, I wrote envelope. She takes money back out. I literally wrote mm-hmm. that. Um, so <clears throat> I'm wondering what, what, what the value of that. I mean, if anyone is listening and thinks I'm just going off the deep end here, that's fine. But I was like, that it, it stuck with me the second time around. 
I wasn't sure why it was there. But anyway, we'll move on. You mean why they would show the money that close up and why they would show her taking out some of the money? Yeah. I, I, I Somewhere out there in internet world probably saw the same shot and has a better understanding of it, but it... Well, when I get my, my Parasite book... <laughs> oh, yeah? It, yeah, in, in May. Uh, oh, wow. When it finally comes out. Can't believe the, May, it's already May next month. That's crazy. Know, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> when that finally comes out, maybe there's something in there. Because it's all his storyboard. Everything is storyboarded. Right. So what else did I write down? So, um, Well, I'm trying to think... To me, it's kind of it's kind of like. Sorry, I'm trying. I was trying to Google it to see if anything would come up. Um, I think it's kind of. Um, I don't know. Maybe is it just like look how much cash she has on hand? You know, like simple like she's just there's that wealthy. They just yeah, got they just have that like much cash money on to hand. burn. Yeah, like I because I think of I it's possible. I, yeah, I think that's kind of part of it for me. Like when it's I'm really just showing you how how much money they fucking have. Yeah, like I think it's like a develop like a uh, character development, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, think about it. Like I never have cash on me. It's really bad. Hell, I don't either. I know it's really bad, but I did. I did get a lot of money out for my tattoo, and I just mm, yeah. kept it because I had to do my tattoos and tattoo in stages. Right. So. But anyway. Yeah, but it's like you don't have that money on hand to just like pay. Just pay to go get, go get groceries or shit. Or, no. or just like go get someone who, or to, just to have to give to someone. Like, you know, he was coming for like essentially like an interview, right? Like. He left with money. Right. And like, right. was she sure that she was going to pay him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of just, and look, I'll compare it to this because this is something that stuck out to me that I don't think sticks out to a lot of people. We see a lot of the the house during like the entirety of the film, correct? Mm-hmm. We see the house the, is a character. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? And one of the things that I always and I haven't really heard anyone talk about this yet because I've you know listened to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of articles about this film, watched a lot of YouTube reviews, blah blah blah. One of the things that I love the most is that when she decides to have this party for her son because his camping thing got ruined um, by the rain, right? Which I also love, you know, that this was just like an inconvenient storm for them. And this storm essentially ruined the parasite family's entire life, right? Right. Um, And for the park family, it was an inconvenience. I love when she decides that she's going to have this party that her her husband says to her, like, you know... um, Oh, you're going to have to go get this and that. You're going to have to go get wine and blah, blah, blah. And they have a full fucking wine fridge in the house already. Mm-hmm. Like that, you see the wine fridge so much. It's never used. They never go and take anything out of it. But there's there's multiple shots where that, well, you can see the wine fridge. Because I someone who, I love wine. So I noticed that. I'm like, oh my God, look at that huge wine fridge. 
like in the background. You know, like you could just see it in some shots. Right. And again, I think it's purposeful. I think it's meaningful that you see this like full wine fridge. And the fact that when she decides to have this party that he even says like, oh, well, you're going to have to go pick up some wine. And I, and I remember thinking like, she doesn't need to go pick up wine. She's got, they got a whole freaking full wine fridge, you know? So I think it's just this like thing of like everything's available to them. And maybe I'm, I don't think I'm grasping at straws either, but you bringing up the envelope thing, I think it's just showing like, they got how, some, the, look how wealthy they are. They, she just has, swag. They just, yeah, she just yeah. has this cash on hand. Yeah. Because it's like where they, they need, they can go get. It's right there. They never have to. Not only that, she, she has to go and pick it out. She gets a person really handle it for her in the form of the, of the driver. Um, I want to ask you this question. So remember when he is tutoring and it's when Jessica comes in, Jessica comes in for the interview and the daughter, she's all jelly belly because she's, she's got the hots for the tutor, but she thinks she has a hots for Jessica and mm-hmm. she doesn't know that they're related. Yeah. Anyway, so they kiss upstairs. Mm-hmm. What does he draw for her? I was, I always want to know what. You thought, what do you think about that? Well, because he says something like, um, she's like a rose or some shit. Yeah, she's beautiful as a rose, but if she's a rose, then you're. And she draws. I don't know. I know. I've always thought that too. Like, I don't know what. It works wherever it was. And I don't know. It's like. Well, we don't need to know. All we know is that he, because of her reaction, right? It, 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 It was enough. Whatever he. And I don't even know if he drew something or did he write a word? Like, yeah, you don't, you it's don't true know. Too. I mean, we don't know, right? Like, but whatever it was, won her over. It worked. You know, uh, one line that, that uh, I'm going to switch gears again. Yeah. One line again that, um, <clears throat> that again, is, has so much value when you watch this movie again was when the, the white uh, Mrs. Park when she's inter- when she's interviewing Jessica no no, no the, the tutor what's his name Kevin Kevin in reference referring to the housekeeper oh she knows this house better than I do I'm like god they're right she does mm-hmm. stupid bitch well, <laughs> well and um and uh she even says that as soon as we meet her right when Kevin first comes and she's like oh you know I've worked in this I think she says something like oh I've worked in this house since whatever the original owner the designer i worked for she says something like i worked for him or whatever mm-hmm. um i love even more to that same point that you're saying that she says like she knows this house better than than we do or whatever i love when the husband mr park says she eats for enough for two mm-hmm. yeah. i love that what no, it's just, I'm just like making a face like, yeah, oh, yeah. you can't see me on the podcast. I get it. <laughs> Got to remember that sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, Joe Reagan, that's why you need the video. Oh, when are you going to get some cameras set up in here? You think I should? Oh, I feel like people like that. You could put it on YouTube. Sometimes people like that. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't like looking at myself. <laughs> that's what it is. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're all hung up on some things, our shortcomings. I already don't like listening to my voice, but I got to every week right. to, to put this damn podcast. So this is kind well, of like, kind of like my uh, my self therapy to kind of get over that whole, dude. Your voice is fine. Yeah. Most people don't give a shit anyway. Yeah. It's on your well, head. I think everyone, when they hear the sound of their voice, they're like, "What? That's what I sound like." You know. 
So, like, it's funny enough, like, my students were shooting videos, and I was doing, they shot me, I was giving, like, a, a mock brief for something, mm-hmm. and so they were getting footage of me giving the brief, mm-hmm. and during critiques, I pull up some of their footage, and they have the shots of me, and they're talking, I'm like, oh. I know. Everyone feels that way, though. God, stop Everyone it. Everyone feels that way. But, um, anyway, so we're talking about shot selection. What else mm-hmm. stands out to you? you want to mull over. Gosh, everything about this film. Um, also, I know I feel like you don't like when I do this, but I think this film is very Hitchcockian. <laughs> I compare everything to Hitchcock. It, it's, it's Hitchcockian and Kubrickian. Mm-hmm. I feel you know more about Kubrick than I do. Well, well, why do you say Hitchcockian? I want to hear your take. Um, the. The way he uses, like, reflections. Um, sure. The way he creates lines and divisions um, between characters. Like, of course, the famous shot when, um, of course, the, the mom is, uh, uh, Mrs. Park, whatever, is um, sleeping outside. And the maid goes out to get her and does the, the clap to get her to and wake the, up. The column. Yeah. The well, it's no, it's the edge of the glass. Oh. Um, windows. Right, wall, right, right, right. Glass wall, window, whatever. But also in that shot, so I love that because it's creating a line. But I also love that Kevin is watching. So again, the voyeuristic theme that Hitchcock always has. Um, and and it's been said that Bong Joon Ho like took that from Hitchcock and that was something like he was, you know, even showing the father going to, to meet Mr. Park at his, his office. And he just sits and watches him outside that, that, um, little office, you know, when you were talking about where he has the meeting and stuff, mm-hmm. but honestly, my favorite shot of like a line of creating a line of division is when the Park family is out camping and the parasite family is living in their home and kevin's invading the privacy of her diary her diary and he's out on the lawn reading and yep there's that line from the shadow of the home it's like you're still not you're still outside the line you know and then there's like the whole theme around Mr. Park discussing that during the entirety of the film, right? Of like, he he crossed the line here, or he didn't cross the line here, or he's really close to crossing the line there, but he didn't, you know? Yeah, his former driver yeah. crossed the line. Yeah. Having sex in the back seat, allegedly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. Those things, again, that I just don't think the average um, moviegoer would pick up on. What What's your take on... Um... On you know, who's more I guess of a parasite? Is is there a, a bigger parasite in the film than another? Like is the uh, the husband living in the basement? Is, is he more of a parasite, or are the part the the family that's infiltrating are they are they really parasites? Well, are I think they, that I that's what I was actually gonna say is like it depends on what your definition of parasite is. You're you're feeding off some another organism, essentially to to live, mm-hmm. and I think it's just I don't 
know if I would classify this first family, what we're calling the parasite family, as parasites because they're just they're working. It's a job. Mm-hmm. It's they're not they're actively putting in work. Mm-hmm. Providing I, a service and they're getting paid for it. But I think it's that idea of like infiltration, right? Um, I love it in the beginning of the film when the family's working for that pizza shop, right? Mm-hmm. And you learn so much back to your, you know, you love blocking and shot composition. You learn everything you need to know about this family when they're talking to the woman that they're working for in the pizza shop or whatever mm-hmm. and they're arguing with her about how much pay they're gonna dock because of um the shoddy way they put the boxes together right yeah and you have to pay attention because it happens so gradually but it's I, I i just think it's perfect the way the family slowly moves in on her as they're arguing with her they slowly move in on her. The shot slowly goes from wide to... You don't even realize it's happening. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right it's... until the time when she's counting the money. When she's finally agreeing to pay oh, them. Oh, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just love that because you... He's showing you, like, this family's going to come in and infiltrate you. And, yeah, I and mean... surround you without you even knowing it. I mean, do you, but do you think that, uh, I mean, in a way, you could say, like, a parasite comes in, it, it lays eggs, and it multiplies. It's kind of what this family does. You know, one after mm-hmm, another, mm-hmm. they come in. Uh, but at the same time, like, with the exception of the tutor, well, exception of the art the art therapy uh-huh. tutor, there are jobs that the Park family was already paying for, services they were already using so with the addition of and really like she kind of helped the jessica kind of helps calm the sun down so in a way they kind of just help the park family a little bit mm-hmm. yeah so, so it's more it's they, kinda, they are the help it's symbiotic yeah um, they help the park family with the, the day-to-day menial tasks like the like the help would um on top of helping reel in the little boy who's just you know being a little boy he's very just all over the place and they're paying their salaries mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i love and these are little things too that i definitely didn't notice until maybe the third watch and after i had read an article little 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 things like um the family they're drinking this like really cheap korean beer right and after right. they start making more money they have the nicer higher end beer right yeah. but if you notice one family member doesn't have that nicer beer. She still has the old. The um, mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because throughout this, she's like the only one that's still very realistic about things. She's not operating on the same level of naivete that the other ones are as far as like, hey, life's great. Life's good. I mean, but, you know, because life's slippery. And like, mm-hmm. with like the, as the storm showed us, like so much can be taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do I you... love to, don't forget what you're going to say, but thinking about the storm and thinking about the metaphorical rock, right? Which you think is this really, you know, heavy stone. And then you realize it floats in the flood because it's hollow. Yeah. 
and then that's the reason too at the end because i because you know how you're saying like the melodramatic things and how you, things that you kind of like eh. for me the first watch it was like he hit him pretty fucking hard on the head with that rock and he lost a lot of blood how did he not die like he hit him with that rock right and you realize it's hollow that's why it didn't kill him true do you think it being hollow is metaphorical absolutely okay because his because this idea that he's gonna you, Ascend. You, well even like the idea that you know at the end and and bong jun ho even said that he did this and it was so unrealistic that he was gonna he's like you know he realizes his dad's in the beat he realizes you know his father's <laughs> in the basement living in the basement and um you know i'm gonna work and i'm gonna i'm gonna come back and buy this house it's never gonna happen in, in it's never gonna happen right and and Bong Joon Ho even says like he would have to work for something crazy like, like two hundred forty seven years or something to be able to come back and buy this home. Right. <clears throat> it's like it's whole, never it, like your whole dream is hollow. It, you're never gonna get there. And that's the thing that's like, you know, the whole it's a fantasy sequence where he, he comes back and his mom and he are in the yard and the dad just quietly comes up the stairs and life's yeah. good. And, and that whole thing of coming up the stairs too, right? Because yeah. this whole trope of um, and this metaphor of, of what these stairs and different levels mean, right? Like, mm. I love the, the the storm scene when they finally get out of the house and they're going back home and they show you their, their that travel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how far, like, it's just, they're just going down, 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 down. I love that because, and then him saying at the end, like, you, you just have to walk up the stairs. It's like that, that... You know, it's I, a fantasy. Yeah, it's never going to happen. So, again, my point or my question that I was having, I forgot what I was going to say earlier. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, oh, no, what no, no, I no, said no, no, was no, more important. No, well, no, no, no I, I remember now. Um, <clears throat> I had two trains of thought. So, remember when uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. um, when after they tied up the, the, the old housekeeper, and they tied up the, the guy in the basement. He goes back downstairs with the rock. What was he going to do? Why did he bring a rock with him? What was the plan? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he basically brought it down to give the guy, give it to the guy to hit him with it. Mm-hmm. And I was... Maybe I was, it was like a peace offering? Cause... I don't remember. I, I can't recall. And I was like... Like the cynical part of me was like, is he going down there to, to fucking kill him? Like, it, I think it was he was taking it down there as like a peace offering. I like to think that. Yeah. And I want to go with that. Yeah. Um. So no. So this is something that just I thought about on my second my second viewing. I'm like, why is he bringing that back with him? Like, what's you know? Because it meant so much to him to have. Because when men gave it to him, it was metaphorical. It was mm-hmm. like it's a nice rock. His mom was washing it. You know. They put um, so much faith in that rock. They, they did. And that's a great word, faith. Faith in that they'll ascend. Faith that they'll... that they'll. I mean, it's just like anyone who, like, has a lucky penny. Like, you put this, you know, weight on, on things. Pedestal. On, well, you put, you put meaning behind objects, you know? Like, I have this thing with dimes. Like, I had heard a long time ago that somebody said, like... Um, when you find, when you find a dime, 
um, that means someone you've lost is thinking about you. And I, since then, have always found dimes my whole life. It's interesting. And every time I find a dime, I keep it. And um, that's just like a, huh. a thing of mine. Like even like, and I'm I'm convinced that it's my my grandparents and like friends and people that I've lost along the way. Like, and and by loss I mean like past. Like they're sure. they're gone. Right. Um, that's to to me that's my thing of like them telling me they're they're around and like even like the other day i was cleaning my house and there was a dime under my placemat on my on my kitchen table interesting like how the fuck that get there right you know or i'll walk outside you put faith in objects right right so it's that thing where it's like maybe i dropped i dropped change on on my table months ago and a dime slid under there and i didn't and i didn't realize it but what was the penny, you know? It, right. Well, that's the thing too, is like then that same day I left my house and as soon as I walked out my front step, there was a dime and dropping dimes. I'm like, why is there in the one, one dime? That's it. No other. It wasn't like somebody dropped a bunch of change. Like, so I put weight on that because that means something to me. So is it like, sure. do you, do you find things or whatever that mean things like it? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Is I do, it, totally. Yeah. I mean, so I think, I, th- I think we know we're all corrupted by our own experiences, and we can find some, some peace of mind, some structure, some maybe some levity sometimes behind things that we find value in because it keeps us grounded, keeps us focused, and keeps some sort of like um, hold on our on ourselves and what our life has meant up to this point. Because, like you said. This this for you the dime thing is rooted like with your grandparents mm-hmm. and it's so it's there's a deep connection to yeah. the dime thing so and I think that ties back into this this rock mm-hmm. like you know so he presents men the friend presents as a rock to his family it's you can't trade it in you can't wear it you can't do anything with it but admire it. it's a mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. It has no mechanical value yeah otherwise. But it's symbolic. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they put, I feel like the, the rock is like this thing that represents what they can achieve someday. Did and, you... and it will, and it, it, but it follows that it's kind of like what kind of ruptures everything. Because through the rock, um, uh, Kevin gets put in the hospital. And it, it it leads to his sister dying. Mm-hmm. It leads to everything unraveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like a MacGuffin or anything. It's just kind of like, it just kind of is. And they keep going back to the, like, I see, like, I like Tumblr posts mm-hmm. that use specific shots as turn, and turn them into GIFs, GIFs of a, uh, of a movie. So I saw one about Parasite. And the three key shots that I remember in like the collage, someone the OP put together was the hand shot that we both like, mm-hmm. the close up of the father in the headdress at the end mm-hmm. when he's like when when he's faced with that dilemma like my daughter just died but the boss is asking for the keys yeah that you know that that shot of his yeah. face and it was a shot of the rock floating mm. when it was rising back up. No, it was just kind of floating across the screen. Um, 
I forget where, where that I forget where exactly, but it was well, it, it was me- this distinct shot. It was like, it, but it, all those were like the big beats of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, the big through threads of the movie. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I said a lot to say this. Talk about levels. We talked about symbolism and shot sequencing and choice and it hit, being Hitchcockian. Mm-hmm. So my question that I want to come back to with this movie Parasite. Is is Bong Joon Ho telling us that we already have basically our destiny mapped out for us? Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like, is he saying that? As in, he's telling us that's what life is, or is that what life could be? And we are simply simply allowing the devices to control our fates. Is it, you know, are we predestined to be a certain class, to be a certain station in life? And is there no, no matter how hard we work, our yes. circumstances are always stacked against us? I think that's exactly what you're saying. I think by... by. So, and, oh, hang on. So, with, okay. my, with, with that, we have no choice but to become a parasite to right. one another because that's human nature. Mm-hmm. So basically, this movie could be called "Human Being" instead of "Parasite." If that's if that's the theme of this of this movie, you know, and it's um, and this rock, this hollow rock is just this, you know, symbol symbolizing the dreams we all want but can never achieve. And like that's to me, I hate to be a cynic, but that's a cynical way to look at life because it's telling us that. It, maybe we draw the short straw, the good short straw, and we're Mr. Park. But maybe we draw the long straw, the one of many, and we're in this middle to lower class situation, and that's just, hey, honey, that's uh, that's how life rolls. Mm-hmm. And we, we um, doesn't matter what degree you have, doesn't matter how hard you work, you will never, ever be anything more. And that's, I get it, life's not all flowers and happy stuff um and that's kind of disheartening and we and there's i think the humor that's the levity that's dotted throughout the film reminds us that hey you know what it's gonna suck anyway it's gonna be this way anyway just deal with it man this is this is the cards you're dealt right i think i think the parasite you know family that we've been referring to um I think they're just trying to get by like and I think that's what he's trying to show us is that sometimes literally where you shit is higher than you like I think that's very like we haven't talked about that yet like I love that the toilet is higher than them Mm -hmm. like literally your shit is higher than you you're below shit yeah and not only are you below shit but your shit is higher than you like the the opposite right like not only so I think that um, yeah, you're below where you hang your socks to dry. You're lower than that. You know what I mean? Um, people are literally pissing outside your, your, your window. Your yeah. window. Um, and I think what he's trying to do here is, is show that, yes, sometimes you're handed the short end of the stick or whatever, and you're trying to figure out how to get out. And that's the thing is, I think you're just like, yeah, what was, 
what was the family going to do? How long were they going to keep this going for? You know, he was like falling in love with this girl. Right. That he was tutoring. And they were like bringing fake yeah. actors. Yeah. To, like what? Family. And like, really, were you going to take it that far? Yeah. And it's like, I don't think people like him and this family were thinking that far ahead. You know? Because they couldn't afford to. Exactly. So it's like. They're too busy trying to scrape out a living. And make... They were too busy trying to figure out where their next meal was going to come from. And, yeah, and so... It, like... And you and I don't know that life, right? Like, I've never had to question where my next meal is going to come no, from. No, I'm very... I've been very fortunate. Yeah, same. So, like... And that's why I agree with you that, like, middle class exists. Like, I would consider my upbringing and my... My... Um, life to be middle class. But here's the thing is... Is... I'm closer to being poor than I am to ever being rich. Oh, totally agree. And that's the point, I think. You know, it's like, if I don't get paid, if I don't have a job, I can't pay my mortgage. I can't pay my bills. And then the next thing that you know, I'm slumming it. Yeah. I'm closer to that than I am to ever being, unless I hit the fucking lottery, (laughs) which like, you know. Right. Here's yeah. hoping still for that, right? Sure. Um, I'm yeah. never going to live the park's lifestyle. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I think that's, it puts this um, this false hope of like, <clears throat> not only is it attainable, it is attainable, but it's like the lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either it's circumstantial, and you were born into it. Yeah. Or it's circumstantial, you get lucky. Hitting the right job, maybe become a, the next Ed Sheeran and make all kinds of boot because he was homeless for a bit. Um, now he makes buku bucks. Right. Um, right, but, but that's the difference. He was either slumming it or he was—he's a billionaire, you know. Right. And and I think that's a thing too. That's a thing in so many films. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now. But have you watched Hustlers yet? No, that with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, it's so good. Her it's was so, really good. It's really good. Um, and she even says, some, obviously, you know, the film's about the true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one character, she um, even says at one point, like, you know, it was like if I could just get this little bit more money, if I could, get, you know, and then I was gonna stop. And then it was like she keeps going, but they kept going because it's like it works. Even well, it works, but it's like you think like because I I always like I you know you have these things in your head like even for me it's like okay once I finally pay off that that student loan that much but that money's gonna go somewhere else once I pay off that loan you know what I mean so it's like you think like because I like I always joke and say that it's like I don't want I don't need to win the lottery and win fifty million like if I could just win like. 50,000 and like pay off some shit like I'd be happy with that but would I really like you know what I mean it sounds nice right it's like it's still never enough and I think that's what he's trying to portray here that like even when you get the job it's still never enough then you have like you're always going for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing just like somebody who is a drug addict is looking for the next high high, the next high yeah 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 uh, and Again, that's that's where it's like it's it's a cynical film to me. And I don't mean that with a negative connotation. What I mean is that, you know, this family is is kind of just predetermined. It's doomed to is to exist where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's you know what I say good on them for for trying to finding a way to secure their meals 
secure their rent, <clears throat> you know. Did you notice that um, the meal that they're eating when they're all when they're eating it looks like a kind of like a buffet kind of thing at, at, the, at the soup kitchen kind of place yeah yeah that they're eating at um it was like that's connected to the man in the basement the the place that they're eating the because he had a failed business too yeah yes yes um i think i know what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a connection there which i thought was in again every I always say it's about a good film. It's like everything is accounted for. No, I, I totally in this film. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um. Everything. Everything works. Everything. It's is strung together, beautifully done. Right. Right. And yeah. What more do you want to say? Mm. I know. You, I know you could drone on for hours. Literally. Um. But I like. I like that we took this angle and we didn't just like t- talk beat beat for beat through the film because I feel like so many people have done that. Um. I know. I feel like we're gonna wrap up, and we're gonna remember this thing and that thing. I know. I and you know what? I wish I would have had time to watch it again and take notes and talk about things I really want to talk about. But I always, and I think I asked you this um, after we saw the film. Like, you know, I'm such a sucker for like a good one hour pivot, and this film has it, and it's so good. And yes, and I just remember thinking, and again, it's like. And even I think if you look at the screenplay, the page count, it's directly in the middle of the I saw page. that. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I mean, one-hour pivots in, in good films are, are good, but I just feel like this is the best one I've ever seen because it takes such a turn. When, when that old housekeeper rings that doorbell. You see the, the CCTV wires are cut. And, yeah. And that, that's when it's like, okay, something's up. And What did you think was going to happen? And I know I've asked you this before. But when, when she rings the doorbell and she comes in and then she takes them down, she goes down into the basement and the camera comes around down the stairs. And again, we're still with the, the Parasite family at this point. And it comes down the stairs and it turns and it, you see her like horizontal on the wall trying to push the, the cabinet thing. What were you thinking? <sighs> I was thinking, I, I, I feel, where did I, where did I feel? Yeah, what did you feel? I didn't, I felt surprised. Cause I, I knew something was going to happen. Right. And it was it, all too good at that point, right? Like right. they're in the house, they're drunk, they're, they're chilling, they've eaten all this food, they're drinking all this stuff, they're hanging out. Well, like, like I was saying, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And now it was dropping. Um, I didn't, I, so this movie in a lot of ways was predictable. So hang on, let me let me explain. So I knew I gave, I gave him weird eyes. That's why. <laughs> no, so um, like I didn't know clinically what was going to happen next. Right. But I knew something had to happen. And, and well, you know, like it's, it's predictable because you know they were going to get caught. Yeah. You, yeah. You knew yeah, they were yeah. going to get caught. You knew they were going to get busted. And I and I know Korean films enough that someone's going to fucking there's going to be blood. Yeah. Um, you've got to watch Old Boy. I did. You did? Finally? Yeah, I marked it off on my list. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. What you, would you think about Old Boy? It was good. It was so good. I love Old <laughs> I Boy. I need to watch it again, for sure. It's, that's definitely a repeat viewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, and it was one of those when I was watching, I was like, yep, I need to watch this again. Like, even before it ended. So, uh, so, so, so I knew something was going to happen. I knew Variant busted. I knew... I don't know if anyone was going to die, but I mean... But, you know, I knew something was going to happen. So 
Um, but I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, how how was how the ending was going to get reached. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was. It's very intriguing because I love a good mystery mm-hmm. or mystery atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere. So, and then I liked how it started all makes sense. You know why she was there before. Uh, uh, um, you know the lights. Why the lights were flickering. You know, um, and it made sense, like, he, why uh, the parasite dad kind of, like, became the heir apparent to take over the basement dweller, you know, it was just, like, oh, it was all coming together. And it, and I, 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 once the daughter died and he ran off, I'm like, he's in the basement. Mm-hmm. It's so the- funny because as soon, I knew, too, as soon as he... And you see him go down the stairs that he's going to the basement. A coworker of mine was like, "Yeah, I, I didn't put that together." I'm like, where, "Where did you think he was going?" Well, you didn't see. You see him run out into the garage. Yeah, but you see him go down the stairs. I don't, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not in the house. You don't see him go down the stairs in the house. No, you go outside. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's... So where else would he be going? Right. Other than the basement, like so, you know. I mean, like as soon as they start saying we can't find this guy, I'm like, no shit. He's right there. He's right, un- literally under your noses, mm-hmm. and um, I was just—it was so fun how how they kind of just—it was like a shift. Like it's their turn, it's his turn to be the guy in the basement, mm-hmm. and it was like it was—he was fated. Like he transgressed, and now he was fated to be the guy in the basement. Daughter died, and the son's getting harassed by the cops, you know, and. Just living in the slums, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. when they when they go to see you know the little memorial for for Jessica in that you know basement, and she's got that little tiny like a little memorial thing, and the, the the floor cleaner comes around the corner. Yeah, it's just like oh my god, like oh it's just like they can't afford a moment of peace. It was so piece. perfect. Yeah, like. Not even in that moment, you know. I I I don't know, man. It's like this this movie is so uh, it's so great because it's <laughs> it's like they just can't win. I know, no and, matter what. And it's not that it's, that's a great thing, but it's great to see how I I can identify with like they always are going to have these struggles. Yeah. And like it's nothing's gonna get handed to them, and people are like that. That's life, and you know, uh, you never know what happened to Mrs. Park and the kids. Yeah, you, you, they, they don't matter anymore. Yep. Um, I love that we never go back to them. To be honest, and it, I, I thought that was a great choice. Like I think an American film would have done that. Yeah. But Korean film, well, this Korean film at least just stuck with uh, the parasites. Well, and I really so to like too how they tied up the loose end of um, because I think a lot of people would have questioned this. We don't so much question what happened to the mom, and because again, we know they're going to be fine, right? Right. Like even though that Mr. Park's dead now, like it's like they're going to be fine because yeah. of the the hand they've been dealt, right? Yeah. But I love that they still make a point 
to <laughs> um, that he was able to bury the the original maid. Mm-hmm. Remember how he talks about like, well, yeah. you know, the house had been abandoned for so long. I was able to like go out and dig her grave and he's, like he's put like, her body heard, in there. I heard lawn bears were popular. Or what, what a line he said. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And it's just like, I love that they tied up that loose end, though. Yes. Because I, you knew she was dead in the basement. like you, And we know that he's down there now. It's like, well, what happened? We know she's down there, too. So I love that they tied that up. Even though it was like, okay, do we think he really it could, could have right. gotten away with that? Sure, maybe. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I wonder what, what's going to happen to them in the future. I wonder, I always wonder, like, you know, because I know, like, the whole him going off, getting a great job, that was part of the fantasy sequence. Mm-hmm. But we cut, we come back down to Earth, and it's snowing, and it's just, what, every good Korean film has snow in it. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. The end of Old Boy has snow in it. I know. Um, and it's funny, because my, my friend um, from work, I kept telling him to watch Parasite, watch Parasite, and he was like, and we were talking about it after he watched it, and he was like, oh, and then, of course, the the snow um, scene, every Korean you know, film has it. You know, But you know why it's there? What? In Parasite? In Korean films. Because mm. it's the end of the year. It's the end of the story. Mm. It's winter. Mm. So, mm. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true or not. Sounds right. It sounds good, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean... <clears throat> I, don't know, I think I've said all I could say about Parasite right now. I did like – that's not true. I did like the – so the meat cutting, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's another, it another little subtle hint. So the meat they're using is the very expensive meat yep. that only the super wealthy can afford yep. apparently. Yep. And she, Mrs. Park, just could casually just like drop it in ramen. Yep. Was it umdon or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. And – Ramdan or whatever, what is it? It's not. It's ramen, but it's a certain type of ramen. Yeah, I which is like super called. cheap, apparently. So it's but like this the, like the, the the sirloin is super expensive. So it's this mix of the two, right? Yeah, I kind of went ramen now. Mm, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Man, okay, what else? Anything else? What else? I just love this film. I mean, like. Again, I keep saying this. I like that we took this angle because there's so – it would just be me fangirling, you know, the whole, t- the whole time if we went just through and talked about all the shots and all the, the way it was set up. So I like that we just have taken this and talked about, like, the different themes mm-hmm. in the film because I think that's really – you know, and then, of course, I mean, you know this. I freaked out when it won Best Picture, like – yeah, I just like I'll never forget that night and how I felt, and it's just such a big deal. Like it really is such a big deal. It won what picture, director, screenplay, foreign film, right? Yeah, the four. Um, did it get any acting? Nods? No, which pisses me off. But that's a whole other thing. Fair enough. Um, it did win best ensemble at the SAG or. Everyone acted their ass off. Yeah, it's amazing, and it, I was very, very upset that it didn't win. So, so I was convinced. You know, I always do a ballot and everything, and I did really well on my ballot this year for the Oscars. Um, but I, I was, I was, I wanted it to win so bad, and I was just like, nineteen seventeen is going to win because it's just best picture. Yeah. So funny. But enough. when go ahead, go ahead. Don't forget what you're going to say. But when it won screenplay. I was like, holy shit. And then when he won Best Director, I was like, 
my god. It's a surefire. Oh my well, god. almost surefire. Oh my god. Can this is this is this really gonna happen? Does this mean? Because usually, if you win screenplay director, it's gonna win best picture. Well, usually. Uh, usually for director. Sure. So that's that split happened in the early nineties. That started becoming a thing that wasn't a thing anymore. What? Um. So. 98, it didn't happen because Private Ryan, Jane Private Ryan, Spielberg won Best Director, but it didn't win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, it happened with The Gladiator. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott did not get Best Director, but Gladiator won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And it's happened a, a few times Ang since Lee. then. Ang Lee for Brokeback Mountain, and then it didn't win Picture. Yeah, when Crash won. Because he won, uh, yeah, he won for Director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain should have won. I love that's that. A, that's a great I film. Love, I love that. It's a very sad movie. I love that film. I love Crash too. I like Crash, but it's not Brokeback Mountain. It's it's a better film. It is. It's a western. You know how much crap I got for watching, like watching and liking Brokeback Mountain. I'm sure. You know, because you're in a toxic masculinity world. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was like, then you're, you know, I got I'll call the all the homosexual slanders you could think of from your Marine buddies or from yeah, and I'm like, well, no, it's like does watching James Bond make me a spy? You're like, well, shut the fuck up, man. Right. It's a movie. Right. Um, anyway, that's a whole. That's a whole nother podcast. I would, I would totally do an episode on Brokeback Mountain. Oh, let's Mountain. do it. I would love that. So. I would love that. That's a great movie. Um, I actually just watched, um, did, have you ever watched uh, God's Own Country? Mm-mm. Oh, I just watched it because somebody was. Confused. What's it about? Uh, essentially, it's it's a very Brokeback Mountain kind of story. Okay. Um, well, you should watch it. It's it's on Netflix. Yeah. Sorry, I also really it. liked um, Philadelphia, as far as like 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 you know these gay hero kind of yeah. movies. Um, I still haven't seen Philadelphia. It's on my list. Ooh. I know. So I'll say this right now. Okay. If you you rank up the two Oscar winning Tom Hanks performances, this one Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. Philadelphia wins by a landslide. Well, it's a it's a deeper story. I mean, the Force comes really fucking good. Yeah, I fucking love Force comes. Because he, yeah. Tom Hanks was at his zenith in the early nineties. He just you know I love Tom crushing Hanks. it. Um. Anyway, but uh, back to Parasite. Yes. Sorry. How did we get here? Oh, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. So, so I, I just I will never forget it winning Best Picture. Like, I won't forget you not forgetting. So, I, you know, I think it was really special that it won. You know, yeah. I didn't have a dog in the fight really this year, this past year for the Oscars, because I didn't see all the nominees. I You uh, still haven't seen 1917, have you? No, I just saw Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Did you see Ford vs. Ferrari yet? No. I still don't know how that ended up in the... Running? Yeah, but whatever. It was really good. It's good. It's good. You'll let, I think you'll enjoy it. The sound design's really good. Um, it's yeah. a it's total dad flick. I, I told you that before. It's total dad flick. It's yeah, good. are fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Not every movie has to be a parasite to be best, best picture caliber. Sure. I mean, there's um, been some wild movies nominated for best picture. I'm like, like okay. And I don't want my viewers to hate me, but like Black Panther. Okay. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I love Black Panther. I agree. I totally agree. It's not agree. best picture worthy. No, me either. But I think it was just so... It was caught up in the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think a little bit it was Academy pandering. Um, yeah, 
and fucking Green Book one. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it will, like, so in 2009, no. Yes, well, to, really the 2010 Oscars for the 2009 year, sure. when they finally opened up to 10 nominees. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, like, what the fuck, why? Well, the why, because The Dark Knight. Mm. The Dark Knight was a reason because it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, mm. and it should have been nominated. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so they figure yeah. out, oh, we'll just open it up, and then they start scaling it back down to, like, six and then eight mm-hmm. and then all these things. And I'm like, just leave it at five. You know, you goofed up one year. You didn't nominate The Dark Knight. Life sucks. Yeah. Sun will rise tomorrow, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, anyway. So, uh, this is, I mean, just for me, like, as a, a we should do like a whole Oscar show. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to break down like the 90s and 2000s mm-hmm. and 1980s and yeah. what I thought I was a, were the best. Anyway. Yeah, I would love We to. are way off topic. Sorry, Parasite people that were interested only no, in Parasite. I mean, but, but we're still talking about Parasite because I think that was such a monumental win. It was such a big deal. Such a big deal. Um, yeah. And I, I, I totally do not subscribe to the whole Oscars are pointless. I think they're very important. Thank you. Um, and I, I understand they're problematic. There's problems with the Oscars. There's problems with everything, though. Um, yeah. But Oscars are my thing. <laughs> And I think a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people in the film world hold weight to it. I mean, I think a lot of people would want to shit on it because of that. We'll talk about this. We'll have an Oscars episode. But Sure. Well, any uh, last closing thoughts on um, Parasite? If you haven't, I mean, obviously, whoever's listened to this, I assumed has watched it. But, you know, let this open up your world to, to other foreign films. There's tons of really great Italian films out there. Um, you know, don't, don't subject yourself to only American films. And that's, that's a mistake that I made for a long time. And, and once I finally started watching other, you know, foreign films, you really, really open up your world to, to just different types of storytelling. It's true. Um, it, you know, Americans, yeah. we're really comfortable with what we know. Absolutely. We like our movie stars. We like our, our English language. God yeah. forbid you got to press two for Spanish. A lot of people are like that. And therefore... Yeah to read yeah while they watch it's like it's you know i i too had that time mm-hmm. in my life where mm-hmm. i was like i couldn't be bothered and then i stopped and i was i think actually i think it was old boy mm-hmm. that opened it up it was 2005 when i first saw it it's mm-hmm. older than that and i was like holy shit this is a great fucking movie mm-hmm. and i once i watched it, i know like this would not be made in america right and that's good mm-hmm and open again, open up my eyes mm-hmm. to what you know. If I'm gonna sit there and say that I like films, I'm a film guy, blah blah blah. Right. I gotta be open to it. Absolutely. Because the film is not bordered by this country. Right. And I, I, and I'm someone who also like. For me to have to pick a movie I don't like would be really hard because I think I can find a, appreciation in every film and every story. Like, I can't even, like, I told you that, like, little film challenge I was doing is, like, you know, pick a film or film from, from, um, a film you, you hate from your favorite genre, genre. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I hate any films and definitely not from my favorite genre. You know, it's like, how am I supposed to pick that? Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, but also I'm someone who I have a lot of opinions about films, but I think there's like this, this, um, 
stereotype too that people who are film critics or who are cinephiles like hate a lot of things about films and i'm definitely not one of those people so yeah, right yeah well good talk uh thanks for coming out you got anything you want to plug mm, just my again my twitter e-rock reviews all great my, all my film stuff there um we, but we haven't talked about great our rating grades whatever oh we haven't thank yeah. you for good catch Jeez, come on who's the host here I'm the host. And maybe I don't want to rate this one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm scared because you kind of alluded to something earlier. What's your what's your rating going to be, Erica? Well, you know my rating. I, I feel... And then you're the one you're pressuring me to do ratings where you know what you're going to get this thing. <laughs> well, I want to hear what your rating is going to be. And I feel, I feel like... Wait. No, I didn't give my rating for Midsommar wasn't an A+. I was going to say, I'm such a chump. I've given every film we've done an A+. But I, I don't remember what I gave, gave Midsommar. But I think oh. it was like a C or whatever. Like, I wouldn't rewatch it, but it's worth it. Or what? I don't know. Whatever. Obviously, Parasite, I'm honestly obsessed with this film. I think it's perfection. Um, I think it has major rewatchability. I think um, this is something when people ask me... I, I'm sure you get this a lot too. Like, what what should I watch? All the time. This is w one of my highly recommended films all the time to people. I've been jizzing my pants over this film for a year now. <laughs> like, you know. Right. So, um, I yeah, I like a plus a whatever the highest flawless yeah, victory. Fla flawless victory. Flawless victory. We're flawless we're, in, victory. we're gonna get through it together. <laughs> You need to give this to me, like, written down so I can't remember it. I did. I sent, it, I sent it to you. You did? Mm-hmm. It's so. in my talking points Google slide, Google sheet. Hmm. It's at the bottom. Anyway. Okay. Um, this is going to be an A for me. Okay. Which is uh, it's not a flawless victory. It is a buy it. Okay. <clears throat> so, and what, what, what I will... Never do is tell someone they shouldn't watch this film sure. if they haven't seen it. I would recommend this film to anybody mm -hmm. any day of the week. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's got a little touch of the melodrama. Mm -hmm. It's got a little, little small, small contrivances that mm -hmm. de that deprive it from allowing me to give it an A+. Okay. Um, I won't fault you for that. Um, <clears throat> but I really enjoyed this film. I think it's superb filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very happy. It didn't sweep the Oscars, but it swept it in its own way. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was a bold decision by the Academy to to bestow it its highest honor on top of director and screenplay and foreign film. It, it didn't just stop the buck there mm -hmm. with the foreign film award. So, uh, yeah, A, uh, buy it. Um, I'm. Uh, I don't. I haven't bought it off Voodoo yet. I'm probably mm -hmm. gonna buy it, um, mm -hmm. just to just to have it because it's 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 one of those good movies to have like what we call in the Marine Corps your hip pocket, meaning you can have it ready to go mm -hmm. for, for somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, so when someone visits or someone says, "Hey, have you seen Parasite? What do you think?" I'll mm -hmm. I'll gush real quick and I'll say, "What are you doing right now?" I'm sitting. I'll watch it, and. Um, you know what's really intriguing? What really intrigued me about this film wasn't the film itself; it was the artwork for the poster. Mm. Because... I was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about the the rock, um, the metaphorical rock. Because there, did you see the poster with that? 
I saw the poster of them on the on the lawn with mm-hmm. their eyes crossed out. Mm-hmm. And what that does for me, that artwork, it's I want to wrap it up here, but I, I got to get this point out. The artwork for the poster, a poster can do many things for a film. It can help it. It can hurt it. Mm-hmm. It can tell you everything. It can tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. And again, I still, at the time of this recording, I've never seen one trailer for this movie. I sent you the trailer. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. Asshole. Um, tough shit. No, I'm but, saying I sent it to you like when I first found out about this film before I had even seen it. Not the the second time. Oh. Well, okay. So the movie poster, <laughs> I'm still an asshole, but that's okay. I can live with it. The, I'm just giving you shit. The movie poster is powerful because you don't know what it's about. Yeah. It gives you absolutely nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. And to some people, it's a little off-putting because they want, they want to know what they're spending their money on. Right. They want to know what journey they're about to jump into. And... The fact that you can convincingly tell someone this movie is great, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you what it's about, yeah, is is a, a luxury, a luxury that many films don't have. Because mm-hmm. you know, with a Sonic the Hedgehog movie or a Marvel movie, you're gonna okay, you'll like it probably, enjoy it, and you'll mm-hmm. know what you're getting into, and mm-hmm. it's, it's safe, comfort, popcorn mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Something sometimes the movie poster is just ha- gives you just the taste, mm-hmm. you know, reels you in. Mm-hmm. And the movie, the movie poster is what reeled me in. Mm. You know, like this looks fascinating. Yeah, it looks mysterious, looks sexy in a way. It's like mm-hmm. I want to know what happens here. Right. Because it's so unlike any other film, I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, totally. I'm realizing. You know, we were talking earlier. You're like, when we end, we're gonna realize we didn't talk about this and that. And I'm realizing in the Silence of the Lambs episode, we talked about the um, the plate getting the splatter of blood mm-hmm. and how that also happens in Parasite. We didn't talk about it, but that also happens. We just talked, I think we actually mentioned that in the Silence of the Lambs episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. did. But I'm saying, like, we said, like, oh, we'll talk about that when we get to Parasite. And I mean, you know. I know. I just, I'm remembering that. Fair. We, whatever. It's fine. So, yeah, um... So it's an A for me. It's a buy it. It's 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 got rewatchability power. It's yeah, but you don't think it's flawless like I do. No. You know. Um, I'll allow it. So I definitely don't hate this film. I think yeah, it's think it's it. deserving of all its recognition. Yeah, I'll it, buy. It, it I'll definitely it. buy it whenever it leaves Hulu. Well, it's on Hulu. I'll yeah, like right now, it. I don't need to really buy it yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, Every, everything like it's like Netflix everything on Hulu is finite um, so cool alright well love it great talk great chat um, go go follow Erica at E-Rock Reviews on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, she's always posting good stuff um, she writes for uh, the league their league their league mm-hmm. um, so she's a great writer um, mm, she's got you. she's got her thesis coming out soon <sighs> about Hitchcock so yeah um so, a prolific writer, if you will. Thank you. And a great cinephile. So, go follow her. Um, I enjoy following you on Twitter. You always post some good stuff. Thanks. And, wow. Uh, I, have you ever been this nice to me ever? I, I'm, guys, I'm just buttering you up. <laughs> yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, this is, I'm just doing it so people think I'm nice to you. Oh, right, right, you right. Know, I don't really like you that much. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but thanks again for coming out yeah, and, and checking us. I know this movie meant a lot to you. Yeah, and, uh, I love it's very this important. Film. Yeah. And uh, till next time, um, guys. This is uh, John for Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. Thanks again to Erica, and we will see you guys the next time. Thanks a lot. What a great chat. Thanks so much to Erica for stopping in. If you like what you heard, give us a rating and subscribe to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn wherever you hear podcasts. And reminder, please go check us out on social media at BSP Film Podcast. Next week, we're going to tackle some animation. I can't wait to share that with you all. So thanks again for stopping by, and until next time, Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.